The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium unleaded gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. Thanks for listening to the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Sponsored by FanDuel.com. FanDuel.com, the leader in single-day fantasy sports contests. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Bringing you up-to-the-minute industry news. Time for me to tell you about the biggest tournament in the history of daily fantasy sports. Interviews from the biggest names in the industry. The one and only Condia. Head Chopper joins us now to talk about this weekend in daily fantasy football. Now on the podcast, Napster Man. And game analysis to save you time and help you build your bankroll. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head game, you are just going to lose. Here is your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what's up? want to welcome you to the Friday edition here, Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. All presented to you by FanDuel. Make sure you check them out, World Fantasy Basketball Championship Q. They've got a couple of them in there tonight. They've got a super monster, enormous monster, mega monster, whatever. It's a big freaking tournament. Half a million dollars. $444 is the buy-in there. Um, and as for the WFBBCQ, you've got two of them, $20 and 333 Really like that 333 100 people, three entry max, and uh, decent little payouts if you don't win. So check that one out maybe if you've got the bankroll for that. And, uh, of course, if you're a smaller stakes player, they've got the $3 uh, shot at three twenty-five k And the NBA Legacy, 4K buy-in, 4200 bucks. Uh, with four hundred thousand dollars, with one twenty-five going to first place. So for you high stakes players, that's the one you want to check out. Our single entry series, just perfect for everybody. Fifty bucks, everybody's got one entry. That's it. Fifty-five thousand dollar guarantee. And uh, took a look over at the uh, leaderboard. And you can do that. We've got it linked up in our forum post, also on the landing page over on FanDuel, and uh, some of those, uh, the you know, you need four scores, so even though if you're atop the leaderboard right now, some things can change, because there's probably people with just three scores who have done pretty well, waiting to get their fourth score, so make sure you grind this out all week long. Uh, today on the show, we're going to talk about this Friday slate. I really like it. This is one of my favorites. Sometimes Fridays can get a little bit overwhelming in terms of number of games. We don't have that today, so I'm really into the uh, NBA slate, so we're going to break that down for you. Uh, also going to open up here talking something that I saw yesterday on DraftKings, and it's still there, and it's only visible on the uh, on the desktop version. I'm not finding it on the app. And uh, basically, if you go to create lineup, you click uh, PGA or you p- click golf, one of the options that it gives you is a weekend uh, tournament, weekend two-round tournament, uh, or, or ability to build a lineup for that. And, uh, and this is something that I spoke about on this podcast in the past, where I said, you know what, I think that sites could be a little bit more innovative with golf and, and offer, offer a tournament or uh, offer a different contest that is exclusively post-cut. 
And uh, I thought that it would, you know, it was a pretty kind of decent idea. You know, there was some talk that FanDuel initially when they were rolling out their product, uh, you know, you've got the way you draft your teams, uh, apparently from the beta version I tried was drafting people for rounds one and two, then another group for two and or for three and four. Uh, Initially, I think we thought you draft three and four after one and two, but in fact, you're actually drafting all before the tournament starts. Not in love with that version of it, but whatever. Um, But what I'm seeing here is them offering just a different game set, which includes just the Saturday-Sunday golf, which I think is phenomenal. Now, I do also believe like it's paramount that DraftKings uh, will keep the entire tournament as their main slate. That's the big one. Yes, more people might watch golf on Saturday and Sunday, but the Thursday lock, you, you know, handicapping the tournament for four rounds, that's what it's about. And there is certainly the possibility that when you run Saturday and Sunday or round three and four slates, weather can really kind of jumble uh, how this is laid out. And I still think that this is more kind of beta testing. I haven't even seen any contests posted for DraftKings. So I think they might just be experimenting a little bit with the uh, with the roster build and whatnot. And, and I'm kind of excited to, to see it. Uh, the way that you can actually go in and, and build a lineup, and on the lineup building page, it actually shows the score of the player in the tournament. And it has salaries somewhat accordingly because the way that I looked at it or the way that I kind of saw it happen was it looked like after maybe about halfway through the first round they decided to uh to build this player pool out and you can see like Henrik Stenson is the most expensive player on the slate where if you look before pre-tournament he wasn't the most expensive player on the slate but he also went like what six seven under or whatever yesterday so it makes a ton of sense for that um, I think, you know, this is a situation where uh, I don't really think you're going to see huge tournaments with it for the reason that I mentioned, because there are days where weather can really throw a wrench into things and, uh, you know, they're not even done with round two um, until like Saturday. And then, you know, by the time round two is over, then you get to round three. But the way that I kind of viewed it, the way that I kind of saw the the lineup build that they had was it's not like they're posting all the salaries for people after round two. It feels like they're posting everybody's salary who's still in the tournament. And I'm guessing a, you'll probably have a lot of people turn red or you'll have the little out designation when they miss the cut. Um, But I think this alleviates the problem of paring down that pool that pool of players to only those who don't make the cut. Because let's face it, when you have that issue with weather, there's going to be weeks where there's only like an hour between when they have the second round cut and when the third round starts. So I think what they're going to have to do is have the ability to people uh, to draft their teams ahead of time. And that's going to be meaning including everybody in the player pool. I don't know how great this is going to function for tournament play. Because I think you limit the, the number of um, people who are going to enter something like this um, because of maybe that uncertainty. But I actually think it's going to be really intriguing for cash gameplay. And especially if they can kind of uh, function the salaries um, really, really well here based on some of the early round action. Uh, because let's face it, if somebody like Henrik Stenson, you know, he's seven under right now. Uh, he's the best player in the field. Like, 
yeah, I pretty much feel like he's going to finish probably in the top five in this tournament. He should be really high-priced versus somebody who might have gone three over in the first round. Um, uh, so I think the pricing of it is something that they're going to have to mess around with. But I have to say I am really excited that they're thinking outside of the box. This is a way that you can bring you know uh, more play onto your site, which obviously means more site fees for them. And uh, And I don't think it takes away from anything because let's face it, the Thursday lock is still going to be the marquee event. This is an opportunity for people who maybe drafted a team and half their guys or all their guys or, you know, four of their six don't make the cut. Well, guess what? Golf isn't interesting for you for the final two days. Well, if that's the case, you can just redraft your team now and play in a a smaller tournament or some head-to-heads or some three-mans, and uh, I'm excited for it. So hopefully... I'm not getting excited for nothing because, again, I don't see any games posted, but I did see, you know, the ability for people to make lineups. So uh, usually that means something could be on the horizon here. Uh, DraftKings, they usually don't spill the beans about things before it kind of comes about. So uh, we'll see. But uh, I'm excited about the prospect of it, and I think it's smart of them to offer something like this. I see very, very little downside um, in doing so. So uh, check back. Uh, We'll let you know more maybe some games will start posting uh sometime here tonight or something and if they do could be fun i definitely think there's some edge to be had in that too because you know i definitely think the salaries are probably going to come out before the end of the second round and take you know heck they're already out before the second end of the second round so uh there should be some inefficiencies there but uh we'll see should be interesting so take you take a look at that over on DraftKings. Uh, All right, let's uh, get to our Friday night NBA slate looking like a good one. Not a ton of high scoring games. In fact, uh, we've got one, two, three, four, five games. All but three of the games have a under 215 total. Three of the games have an under 210 total today. So uh, maybe not the highest scoring of slates, but uh, let's go through them and find some players who can uh, help you uh, hopefully make some money here today. So uh, I am firing myself on this Friday. I'm going with not the birth, not my own birthday car- karma, but my kid. My kid turns eight today. So uh, hopefully some good birthday karma for my DFS teams. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, unfortunately, Anthony Davis isn't playing today because that's his favorite player, and I would have definitely had to have him uh, in my teams. But nope, not the case. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's take a look. We'll go game by game here. We'll start with the Orlando Magic, Charlotte Hornets. Pretty low total at two hundred six here. We're gonna use FanDuel for our point of reference again. Uh, you know, I've been harping on FanDuel. Maybe they just uh, are underpricing Terrence Ross. Maybe they're not underpricing Terrence Ross because every time I say that, he gives you like 18 fantasy points. I do think he's got like 25 to 30 upside, but um, at 4,500, that's fine. He's not my top target. I think there's an absolute must play today at the small forward position. He is not it. So that means uh, there's only one other spot that you can use. So he's a guy, though, salary has not come up. Looks mighty, mighty cheap there uh, for small forward on FanDuel. A little bit more expensive on DraftKings at 5200 The guy I'm really interested in in this game, uh, obviously there's a few on the Orlando side, but the one guy in Charlotte that I think we got to consider is Cody Zeller today at 5100 I am not a Cody Zeller guy. I don't think he's a great player. Works hard out in the glass and whatnot, but he's a guy who's going to be thrust into a ton of minutes tonight. 
Johnny O'Brien, he is out. Kaminsky is out. Uh, Miles Plumley out. We saw him play 42 minutes last game uh, against Miami. Uh, again, if unless you're just a total stiff, 42 minutes, you're going to do something. And he did, 20 fantasy points. Not great, but a much better matchup today. 24th DVP in Orlando. And uh, yeah, I think he's just one of the values that we have to choose from today. Uh, similar price point over on DraftKings. Uh, I don't... I, I get nervous about it because you're like you still feel like the upside's limited, but I don't think it's an impossibility to see him get to 30 fantasy points against Orlando if he plays 40 minutes again here tonight. Um, obviously, uh, we'll keep our eye on Nick Batum. Looks like he's supposed to go. He left the game early last time out. If he would sit, uh, Jeremy Lamb would be a guy who gets a little bit of an upgrade. Kemba Walker's been really solid. 25th DVP in, in Alfred Payton at 8,400. I like him, don't love him. I actually think he's probably going to fall below 40 fantasy points. This total is really low for my taste here, and I think it's going to bite a few people because I know a lot of people are itching to go back to Alfred Payton here, and rightfully so. He has been outstanding lately. Vucevic being out, he is actually... You know, helped a good bit uh, on the on the rebounding side of things. That more than he had in the past. The minutes have been up, and the price tag is fine at seven K. But again, this lowish total does worry me here a little bit in this matchup against Charlotte. Let's see. Uh, let's run through some game logs. See if we've got uh, some previous play against Charlotte for him this season. Uh, one game, uh, twenty six minutes, two for ten shooting, uh, fourteen fantasy points there, and. Let's see, 23 minutes, uh, 4 for 13 shooting, uh, 20 fantasy points uh, that game. So those are the two matchups against Charlotte this season. I'm not saying I won't play Alfred Payton. I just don't think he's across the board. This is a spot where whenever Alfred Payton becomes somewhat chalky and the guy that you want to roster, we have a situation where the guy just doesn't get it done. But he's been playing so well that I I think I'd be surprised if uh, if their coach didn't give him a little bit longer of a rope here. But tougher matchup uh, defensively, uh, dealing with Kemba Walker, who certainly can get to the foul line, and that worries me a little bit too. So I'm not all in on Alfred Payton at all tonight. He's a guy, uh, I, I preliminary built my three teams on FanDuel today for the 333. I think he was in one of the three. Uh, Aaron Gordon I actually like a little bit here at 5,600 against Charlotte. Uh, last game, a little bit disappointing, um, 19 fantasy points, but the three prior were right at 30. This is a little, I don't say a better matchup than Chicago, but slightly better maybe from a pace standpoint, uh, although it is a low total, but that one was two. Uh, but I kind of like him today, uh, at 5,600 kind of fits a couple of my builds. So I've got some exposure to him. I don't think it's an impossibility to go back to Biombo. We saw, um, We saw Whiteside the other day have a really big game against uh, Cody Zeller in Charlotte without taking a lot of shot attempts. And let's face it, that's what Biombo's going to do. He's not going to take a lot of shot attempts, but I still think we saw Whiteside go for like a mid-40 burger out there on DraftKings. So uh, I think double-digit rebounds. He didn't get it last game versus Chicago. Should be back in line for that here, I think, against Charlotte. Um, You know, Six points is about reasonable enough. Can he get a few blocks? Maybe a steal or two. Uh, we'll see. But uh, I don't hate Biombo at 4,900. I think everybody's going to get off of him 
here today. And obviously, if Vucevic plays, that's going to swing a lot. That's probably going to take me more off of Peyton, maybe a little less Aaron Gordon, and then no Biombo today. But I'm not sure that we're going to see Vucevic play tonight. So if he's out, uh, could be a sneaky pivot off of you know Zeller, who's probably going to be way chalkier. I mean, we've got uh, we've got Zeller pegged at 25 fantasy points at 5100, and we've got Biombo pegged at 16 fantasy points right now at uh at 4900 at 200 cheaper. I don't think that's right. I think Biombo can easily match or even exceed Zeller today and we'll see where the ownership numbers kind of come in on him tonight. Also though, I think some of that uh Biombo's uh, projection is with Vucevic playing today. So I think that could swing a little bit more. Uh but not the worst option on the board tonight. Let's see DraftKings, we've got Biombo at uh uh, 5500 so a bit more expensive there on DK. All right, let's move on to the Timberwolves and the um, Golden State Warriors here today. This game with a 216 total, a little bit lower than I would have thought. Uh, Ricky Rubio's been playing really, really well here tonight. Hasn't been great in his first couple of games this season uh, against Minnesota, but again, different role it feels right now than he's had previously. He's been over... 35 fantasy points, or right around 30, 30, let's say 30 fantasy points, and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 of his last 10 games, and he's only 7,100, and he's in an up-tempo game, so he should be a popular play, rightfully so, tonight at 7,100. I do worry uh, maybe somewhat about the blowout, but not that much here. I mean, we've got Minnesota, they're playing good basketball, and only five-point dogs at home, so... uh, Golden State, probably not blowing too many people out here. Uh, The Rubio-Curry backcourt could be a little bit interesting here as well. Curry, we've got him pegged at 45 fantasy points today. I think that's fair at 10-2. But with this game not in the 220s, it kind of keeps me a little bit leery of spending that much money on him. I think uh, the better value for us today is Clay Thompson at 6,900. Uh, real good game last time out and, uh, just going to get his shots, do his thing. Wiggins, not a great history so far this season against Golden State. Probably going to draw some tough defenders there and, uh, maybe Draymond Green, but more likely, uh, Andre Iguodala. So not too interested in him at 7-7. Uh, the names that I like, uh, I think Draymond's a little bit interesting at 8-1 here going against Minnesota. I think he's got some upside, um, for the price tag tonight, but not a, Certainly a guy who's a uh, plug-and-play, but super, super safe today. I don't think there's a lot of downside to him. Uh, If Shabazz Muhammad would start, there could be a crapper for you that's interesting. Now, we saw Brandon Rush miss last game because of an illness. Muhammad moved into that starting lineup and uh, played a good amount of minutes and did pretty well um, at 3,700. And he is a way better offensive player than Brandon Rush is. And we saw that. 25 minutes, 13 shots, 6 boards, 23 fantasy points. You'll take that at 3,700. Uh, Thirty Looks like 3,600 on DraftKings. So keep your eye on that. If he would start again tonight, I think he's in play in this matchup. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, he's great if you can get him at 10-6. I mean, I... I haven't watched as many Minnesota games this year as I would have liked, but I watched that last one because I had some Chris Paul, and I could not have been more impressed by what I saw with uh, Anthony Towns. Not just, um, I mean, just shooting-wise. Like, man, just so comfortable away from the rim, and uh, 
I just I'm crazy, crazy upside. Now he shot 14 for 21 that day. That's probably a little bit of an outlier, but also zero blocks, zero steals. Typically he gets a couple of those, so uh, I'm not too worried about that. He's we got him pegged for 44. That feels like a safe number. Just a, a high number to pay for me today because there's other guys on the high end. I think I want. Let's go to Pacers and uh, Bucks 207. So a lowish total here. Not a game I'm loving from. A DFS perspective, uh, Antenna Kumpo's interesting for me just because he's Mr. Do-Everything. Uh, could he match up against Paul George? I suppose he could match up against Paul George. Had 48 fantasy points last game against Indiana, uh, so that didn't really slow him down too much. Uh, the game prior to that, uh, looks like they might have only faced off against... Oh, there it is. Game prior to that, 52 for Antenna Kumpo. Uh, I mean, they basically stopped playing... Um, John Henson, Hawes plays about eight minutes. Uh, you've got Monroe at 22. They need him to play a lot of minutes, get rebounds. So uh, I think he'll be real low owned because I don't. I think most people, the price is up on him. He's a thousand more on FanDuel than he is on uh, DraftKings. So for that reason, um, I don't think a lot of people will will likely go there because um, 10-1 on DraftKings. So big difference in price. And most people just go up and get hardened if they're going to pay that number. So maybe low ownership on him here tonight. Uh, but Chris Middleton was a guy I loved, but FanDuel rightfully jumped his salary up to 6800 He was like under 6 k there for a while. So uh, he's kind of out of play for me based on minutes. Uh, and, you know, he was under 30 last game, 27, and shot 7 for 9 from the field. Little bit of an outlier, I think. We've got his projection at 30. Um, that's probably about right. I just don't think that is good enough production for 6,800 for me. Other guys I like in that price range. Um, interesting name here Thaddeus Young at 4.9K. Feels cheap as long as he gets back to the Thaddeus Young role that we've seen at different points in time this season. Last game, he played 33 minutes, scored you 29 fantasy points. Uh, had eight rebounds. That's the Thaddeus Young that we like to see. Um, it's just, it's been all over the map whether or not that's the guy that's actually going to show up here. So uh, I kind of like him. I think he's a tournament option today. There's not a ton to love on the cheap. So I'll give him a little bit of a look tonight and, and hope what we saw last game was not a you know a, an aberration and they kind of give him the minutes that he's deserving. So 4.9, kind of like the salary on him. Miles Turner looks really, really cheap over there on DraftKings at 5.2. He just hasn't been doing anything offensively. He scored under 10 real-life points in three consecutive games. Um, the last two, you know, if he gets to the 16, 18 real-life points that we come to see from him, he's making value there. And uh, I don't think it's necessarily going to continue that he's just going to not score. Last game versus Milwaukee in February, uh, played pretty well that day. Uh, 31 fantasy points and was even a little bit low maybe on the rebounds with four that day. So uh, I think, you know, he's a guy that we can look at. Milwaukee, not a great rebounding team. Uh, probably more of a play for me on DraftKings and on FanDuel. Uh, over on FanDuel, he's sitting at 6300 A little bit pricier than I think I want to spend on him. Uh, Paul George here against Milwaukee draws a Kind of a not a great matchup, maybe. The total in this game is pretty low. He's been at 40 or more in two of his last uh, three games. You know, he's been playing pretty solid. Wasn't great the last game versus Milwaukee. Only 22 fantasy points. 
that day. And then uh, the first game of the season, right around 31. So I like the price on him, but uh, he didn't make my initial builds here tonight. Uh, moving on, we've got Atlanta and the uh, Toronto Raptors. Damar DeRozan, he played awful last game, awful, um, and still managed, you know, 29 fantasy points on FanDuel, probably got to 30 on DraftKings. Um, he's going to get it back. I just don't know if I can spend on him here at 9700 on FanDuel. If you want to play DeRozan, go build a lineup on DraftKings. That's a better spot for him. Matchup versus Cephalosha is not great. He's a pretty good defender. Um, but DVP-wise, Atlanta struggles a little bit uh, in this position, 22nd. But uh, DeRozan, just he's going to get usage. He just didn't make shots last game. So uh, DraftKings definitely in play. Will be low-owned on FanDuel, but I don't see me going there. Um, I think Corey Joseph at 5K, kind of sneaky good spot here. We know that Schroeder is a subpar defender and uh, big minutes for him. Over 30 now in five of his last six uh, shot attempts, 11-11, And we saw rebounds and assists fall for him the last couple of games, 5-5, five 5-8, and 5-3. Five, five and and so if he can get a few more shots, uh, maybe get to the free throw line a little bit more, I don't think it's impossible to get him to 30 fantasy points today at just 5K. Uh, Paul Millsap, Dwight Howard. Uh, I think I'd rather go Millsap over Howard if I'm picking one. 7,900 for Millsap, 7,100 for Howard. But again, 201 total here. This game just doesn't have a lot of interest. I don't expect to have too much exposure to those guys. A huge shout out to uh, Britt Devine. Watched the show uh, a couple days ago with uh, Toronto and New Orleans, and he mentioned Valanchunas as a punt play. Um, which was a little surprising because he sucked for so long, but made a really good argument about going against Boogie and um, Anthony Davis that they were going to need him to play minutes to, you know, basically fill that size uh, to on that team. And, and he was absolutely right. And he played 33 minutes and he scored 43 fantasy points. So good job, Britt. I think some of that could apply here today as well against Dwight Howard. I just don't know if there's a good matchup for Howard outside of him but the tricky thing is um Howard still kind of limited himself under 30 minutes so I don't necessarily think that we're going to be uh seeing him go over 30 but the price tag uh 5449 on DraftKings he's cheap and uh again is it impossible for him to outscore a Cody Zeller no not at all at 300 more so uh in play today we got to check the status of uh Damari Carroll if he is out PJ Tucker drew the start um, previous game and played a pile of minutes, but in typical PJ Tucker style, didn't do a whole lot with him. He's been under 20 fantasy points for a long time. So at 4,100, but 37 minutes is a lot to play. There's no doubt about that. Um, and then obviously we'd have to see what takes place. Um, on Carroll's front, Norman Powell is the other guy that a lot of us, uh, including myself were excited about. And then we saw PJ Tucker get the start and Powell, was fine kind of per minute production, but just didn't play enough minutes. So uh, he would have to draw a start for us to go there. Uh, Dennis Schroeder tonight, he's certainly been uh, usage. Is, seems like it's up for him, 34-33 each of the last two games. Uh, last game, 10 free throw attempts, definitely outlier for him. So 42 was just uh, above and beyond, I think, the level of expectation we should have. We've got him at 31 uh, today. I think that's right where it should be. I'm okay with him. Uh, here today that again the minutes pretty secure that one game versus Golden State he actually played well just uh, kind of got out of the mix in that fourth quarter so he's okay 
probably going to be way lower owned than a Alfred Payton tonight. Um, still think I like Payton better than him, but in GPPs, I understand the uh, you know ownership play. Let's get to Houston and Chicago. You know, this is the highest total game on the board. Want to get excited about a lot of guys in this game, but it really just kind of is Jimmy Butler versus James Harden here. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I think you got to play him today, especially if Dwayne Wade would sit um, because they don't have anybody else. And uh, I expect him to really be the offense in this game versus Houston. Uh, Let's see. He didn't play that last game these two teams faced off in. That was the day where I think he was kind of a late scratch. And I know he's not cheap, um, but we've got him projected at 42. I think he can get 50 tonight in this. The spread in this game, let's see. We've got Houston, only four-and-a-half-point road favorites here. So Chicago might be keeping it close. Now, if Wade would play today, I might swing off of uh, a little bit of my exposure. It looks like he did practice uh, yesterday. So there's a good chance maybe Dwayne Wade does play today. He's priced up at 7-7 tonight. Uh, More on DraftKings, you can get him at under 7K. But I still think Butler's in play either way. And then James Harden, last time these these two teams, he put up an 80-burger. I still think the team is different now. The roles are somewhat changed because of the addition of some of the other shooters there. But uh, I am fine going here today if you can dig up the value to make it work. Um, I don't think it's a plug-and-play by any stretch, but I'll be having some exposure to him. He'll be on at least one of my three tonight. Um, But but outside of those guys, not a lot that I love here. Eric Gordon's somewhat intriguing tonight, um, especially if he would draw the start again because he played 40 minutes against Utah the other day. Didn't do a lot with it, only... uh, 22 fantasy points, but I love the fact he was on the floor that much. And Trevor Reza's really fallen off. Uh, Lou Williams could get hot, but really tough to to go there. And then Chicago side of things, like, I don't love the salary on Rondo today at 5K, especially with Wade coming back. Uh, I mean, Robin Lopez, is he the answer tonight? 4.8K uh, against Capella? I don't know, maybe, but I don't feel great about it. So... I'm just going to, you know, high-scoring game, high total. I'm just going to probably play Jimmy Butler and move on. Uh, Let's go to Boston in the Nuggets. Don't have a total on this one. Certainly waiting on some news. And uh, it's going to center around Nikola Jokic. I don't think he's going to play. Didn't practice yesterday. Uh, If he is out and Gallinari is the other one we got to look at because when those guys sat, we saw Wancho get some run last game at 3.6K against Boston. Uh, I'll be willing to go a little Wancho. He'll be a scrub for me. He scored you 23 fantasy points in 28 minutes. But we're going to need to get that information. It's a 9 p.m. start for us. First game starts at 7, so I'm not sure if we're going to have it. But hopefully we get some good reporting here this afternoon. Uh, The other guys I'm obviously looking at, Jamal Murray, if he draws a start here today, even if he doesn't start, uh, Mike Malone says it's important for his development and maturation Um, And it's only going to speed up his development in terms of him wanting to play Jamal Murray more. Well, here's something, Malone. You could have been doing this all season long. Duh. Did you really think that uh, Jameer Nelson playing was going to speed up his development? Of course not. Got to be on the floor and play. And uh, he's starting to do that. So uh, he could be a cash game lock today at 3,700. Great matchup, too, against Isaiah Thomas. Should be able to score some points there. Uh, Vegas has this one. Again, no projection here. I would set it at, here we go, ready? I will say Dan the Bookmaker will go at a game total of 
219 in this one. That might even be a low. We'll say 219, though, with the... You know what? I'm going to go Nuggets. No, I can't go Nuggets because I don't think Jokic is going to play. I'll say Boston by a point. I think it'll be close. Boston by a point, 219. We'll see how it finish. Uh, check back on that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Murray's fine. Other pieces from there, Wilson Chandler... Price came up a little bit. I don't think he's unplayable at 7K, though. I mean, especially if those other guys are out, he's going to see a pile of minutes. He's going to see a ton of shots, and he's a pretty well-rounded player. So uh, I don't hate him today. Feels safe at 7K. Gallo's a little bit cheaper than he is, so you could go there as a pivot if he's eligible, but you, we don't know about sickness and if that's going to affect his uh, his run at all. Uh, Darrell Arthur actually got extended run last game. Again, we're without the manimal. Jokic might be out. He got 27 minutes of run. If I told you before the game that Darrell Arthur was going to play 27 minutes and he's min salary, would you be considered? Would you consider rostering him? I think you would. Um, he only scored you 13 fantasy points against Washington, but, uh, you like guys on the floor for that cheap. I don't think he's the worst player out there either. Um, on Boston side of things, Al Horford looks mighty cheap at 6k, uh, starting to play a little bit better. I mean, he's not putting up 40 spots, but, uh, 31 minutes, 29 fantasy points, 31, 26, 32, 36. So, uh, I think this is fine. DVP wise, he should set up for a pretty good game here. 15th in the league against centers. Um, let's see. Jay Crowder, bit cheap today at 5.7K. Um, not playing great, but feel like he can shoot better and get into the 30s here. You know, three of nine, three of 13, and he's at 24 and 21. Does enough in the other categories, I think. Once that shot falls, he'll be in good shape. Just guessing when that's going to be. Uh, and then IT2 at 9,200 against the youngster and Murray. My biggest drawback with IT2 is he's so dependent on scoring. I mean, he's going to get you the points, but will he get you assists? Will he get you rebounds? Will he get you steals? Very, very iffy. And I think it limits his upside at 9,200. So I uh, love the matchup. DVP is great, but, you know, can get you 40, 45. Can he get you 60? I don't know that it can. I kind of want that uh, to at least be a possibility. For Jimmy Butler today at that same price tag, that's a possibility. And small forward, a little bit more of a mess for me. Nets and uh, Dallas. This one's sitting at 212 here today. And, you know, clearly a big uptick, I think, here for Dallas. Let's see. They are up 14.2 in terms of their implied total today versus their season total. That's a lot. So you're saying, okay, let's load up on Dallas, but where are we loading up? Uh, Barnes feels like the obvious choice today at 6K, especially if maybe Dirk or somebody would take a seat. I don't know if that's going to happen. I haven't looked to see if uh, Dallas plays tomorrow, but if they do, maybe maybe Dirk sits out the front end against a bad Brooklyn team. Uh, But Barnes pretty cheap here today, actually cheaper on FanDuel than DraftKings, so he is in play. Um, and then I think we can go, go to Curry maybe at shooting guard. 6200 it's like the right price. Not not too cheap, but feels like a game that should have a lot of scoring to it. He's a guy who does score, you know, two and two. So uh, I like him a little bit better than Wes Matthews. I know Matthews is a 1,000 cheaper, but Curry just feels like the future. Um, I'd stay away from Yogi. J.J. Barea is supposed to return today, so I think that can cut into his minutes. Uh, Dirk, he's finally starting to get the price to come up a little bit at 6.2, but certainly not out of play at all today. Um, I just don't know if this game fits in Brooklyn. 
super fast, up and down. It's not really um, Dirk's game, but shooting-wise, he's been in fire the last couple of games, 9 for 13, 8 for 17. But, you know, he just crossed that barrier. You know, I I think he's okay. I don't think he's a guy that you need to play tonight because um, I'm a little bit worried about minutes here this time of year. Um Obviously, Brooklyn's a difficult team. Uh, one other, sorry, one other guy in Dallas we got to talk about, Nerlens Noel. You know, didn't start last game, and I don't know if he'll start tonight, but still got you over 30 fantasy points on FanDuel um, and scored you that double-double, so solid day for him on DraftKings. He's probably more of a DK play today um, at 5,700. Uh, I don't know if I've got the cojones to throw him in my 333 teams. If I only got three centers to choose from, do I really want him? Probably not. Uh, my lower dollar buy-ins, though, I think I'd take a shot on low ownership here uh, against Brooklyn. So uh, I don't think he's the worst play on the board. Uh, on the Brooklyn side, Kilpatrick, it's too cheap on FanDuel. But again, it's like, is this the spot he blows up for us? I mean, this is a long road trip. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven game road trip. Now, this is the eighth game for them. Uh He's been great the last three, no doubt about it. Uh, there was an outlier against Memphis, 16 of 17 from the free throw line two games ago. Last game, uh, nothing crazy there. You know, 8 of 14 is fine. Four boards, one assist, one steal. Like, uh, the 27 total points feels a little bit much for him, but it's not like it was crazy high. So, I like him today at that price point. Uh, on DraftKings, I think he's 5,100. I think we can maybe pass on him there um, because this is pace down for Brooklyn. You know, we talked about how far up Dallas is tonight. Brooklyn is, uh, I'm assuming, down, let's see, Brooklyn. They're down 5.2 today off their season average. So price is sexy on FanDuel. I'll give him that, but uh, I don't know. A little bit scared off of that one. Uh, so that's it for me. Uh, let's move on to the final game of the night. This is the uh, Wizards and Sacramento. And we got to see what the deal is with Markeith Morris. You know, he kicked some guy in the nuts last time. And last no- normally when you kick a guy in the nuts, you're going to get suspended a game. Uh, that hasn't come down yet. So if it would, um, I'll tell you right now, Otto Porter would be a, a plug-and-play for me. I like Porter anyway at 5.9 here. The salary really fell for him, I think. I think he was like mid-sixes uh, before a couple of bad games. Uh, yeah, so he's 6'4", six, 6'2". Six, now he's down to 5'9". Played well against Denver last time out in that 33 minutes. And it seems to be a clear correlation between Bojan doing well, and Otto Porter not doing well. So I wouldn't play those guys on the same team. Uh, Hey, I did get Bojan sucking last game right. So that makes me feel a little bit good. So uh, now against Sacramento, uh, 4.3. The salary actually kind of came up for him just a little bit. Um, You know, shots were okay, you know, 4 of 10. But rebounding assists, he's just not going to have a lot of those. He's been getting them. So I don't think that... He's, I mean, he's a fine value option. Uh, we've seen the ceiling of him in the mid-30s, but uh, I don't think he's a, a must-play here today. Beal against uh, Sacramento feels really good here. This is a guy uh, who should eat this team up. Sacramento continues to struggle with wings, and uh, 76 is a pretty fair price for him. So I don't, I don't feel like there's a lot of uh, meat on the bone. There we go. Got to have that reference in the show. 
Um, but I feel like he can get us 40. I don't think he's going to give us 50, but I think he can get us 40. So 7-6 uh, for him versus 6-7 for Clay. I think I probably like Clay a little bit more in cash games uh, today. John Wald's fine at 10-7. He's going to play a pile of minutes. He's going to put up a lot of fantasy points. Um, will he get to 50? That's what we need. There's a good chance of that one. Uh, the value kind of lies a little bit on the other side. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein against Memphis. They're 24th in the DVP against power forward. So that makes it encouraging. But the last couple of games haven't been great for him. Uh, so I don't think he's a guy that I'm plugging in. If I land on him at the very end, maybe. Um, on FanDuel at power forward, definitely not a center option for me on DraftKings. Uh, Kufis, kind of same thing. Um, keep your eye on Marcin Gortat. Played a real good game, finally, that last time out. He'd been terrible for a while. Got you 29 fantasy points in uh, 32 minutes. I don't know if I'm going back to that one. The guy that I got my eye on, though, is Tyreek Evans here. He drew the start last game, and that was a little bit surprising. And he looked like the Tyreek Evans kind of of old. Uh, 36 fantasy points, you know, scored uh, 26 real-life points, four assists, two rebounds, two steals. Uh, I like that uh, against San Antonio. I think he is another guy that makes sense for them to start him. He's a guy that uh, you got to look at who's, uh, you know, going to uh, probably be a part of this team's future next season, and uh, it's important to get him on the floor. So uh, the price is still fair at 5'9". It's not overpriced. 28 minutes was the most that I think he's played maybe all season long this year. So that's encouraging. So, uh, yeah, I I think that Tyreek Evans, 5,900, absolutely in play. Uh, guys like Collison and uh, Ty Lawson, a little bit iffy. I think Collison's a little bit safer. But, uh, man, uh, he was minutes have been down too, 23 and 25 in each of the last two so uh, tough to get too excited about that one. Uh, all right, that's it. That is the lowdown of this Friday night slate. I am out of here. Thank you guys so much for giving us a listen and a download. Uh, appreciate you guys leaving us a review over there on iTunes. And if you got feedback about this show, anything going on at Roto-Grinders, happy to field those calls. Not calls, emails. Dan at Roto-Grinders.com. Tweets. Dan uh, at Dan underscore Bach. Uh, join me on XM tonight. I am flying solo, which is fine with me because I'm loving this Friday night so much, but you can keep me company with a call or a tweet as well on that show. That'll take you up until roster lock, 6 to 7 Eastern time. And uh, good luck tonight. Good luck throughout this weekend. Uh, keep your eye on that DraftKings golf. Maybe they'll have some weekend contests for us to enter. That would be pretty cool. Um, but, uh, hey, till next time, uh, Thanks so much for everything that uh, you guys subscribe to and watch and consume here on Roto-Grinders. We're happy to bring you this content daily and uh, talk to you again next week. See you, everybody. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, the moon. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! 
This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.